Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Retro Breakdown Express. <laughs> it will be it will be a quick one, I think. the The podcast where I'm not done playing Minish Cap yet, so we can't talk about that. And uh, Diablo Four is having a thing this weekend, so yeah. And I'm and, you know I'm currently locked up with Battle Baseball for the Famicom, so we all oh. got stuff to get back to. What is, what is battle baseball? Okay, so you know how there's some, uh, you know how there's some of those like crossover games where you have like Ultraman and Godzilla yeah. and Gundam all doing stuff together. Oh my god, I'm looking at a I'm looking at a a, a gameplay video of this. It's it's and that there's, there's a there's a Gundam pitching. Yes, it's that, but it's oh. baseball. Oh my, this must be this must be so so hard your jam. It's okay. So I was actually looking at some random stuff last night for uh, Cuso Grande GM purposes. Okay. And found some really good stuff just by, um, you know, I looked up some worst games lists and found some. Most of those are terrible and surface level. It's like, okay, yeah, everybody knows. Yeah. Everybody knows that X, Y, and Z licensed game is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. The side view of, of the kaiju batting is too much. <laughs> yes. So I, uh, amongst other things, I found a, uh, a game produced by a Japanese newscaster about simulating running for the 1988 American presidential election. What? That's a real game. Is it? Is it actually a real game, though? <laughs> uh, it depends on what you consider to be a real game. Is a solid background with text on it your idea of a game? I mean, it's. I, I'm and not then, one and to then say... selecting and then selecting options. I'm I'm not one to to put a limiter on what is and is not a game. That's that's not my jam. But for me, that would not be fun. <laughs> it's a it's a real game. Um, it's a it's a hard sim where you do things like select your political party and major policy positions, <laughs> and then and then conduct uh, conduct polls on what things are are trending well. Um. And what things are, are trending and what uh, the general sentiment is so you can change your speeches to uh, fit public opinion <laughs> on the six main American politics, uh, the, the six main areas of American politics. OK, uh, the economy. Sure. Um, social issues. Mm hmm. Foreign affairs. Mm hmm. Um. Industry. Oh, yeah, that fits. Um, oh, what was the other one? Um, there's something involving. It's like social issues are like are like, you know, freedom and, and stuff like that. Like like <laughs> like religious freedoms and, and issues like freedom. that. Yeah. yeah. And then there's, I think, another one that's like um, domestic, like education, healthcare, that kind of stuff. Oh, and then sure. uh, and then, of course, the the most important position of American politics, Japan. 
what, what is the Japan part? <laughs> it's literally like it's literally stuff like um, whether you accept, uh, whether you welcome or reject, uh, uh, like Japanese import and uh, immigration uh, tariffs on on imported cars and stuff like that. <laughs> But you don't really get to take nuanced opinions. You pick like three policy issues and then it's like, here's a slider, literally slide it left or right. And left and right mean exactly what you think they mean. Oh, okay. What, what, what is the name of this? Let me look it back up. Um, I feel like it's, it's a completely uh, Japanese title. So oh, yeah. But somebody translated this. Yes, I played a little bit of the translated version. Uh, America Daitorio Senkyo. <laughs> or United States Presidential Race. <laughs> Here's the... Oh my god. The, I saw the box art and I was like, what in... What am I looking at? I'm looking at like... The weird bootleg Famicom games. Where, why am I looking at a picture of the White House? <laughs> do, they, do they have goofy names or is it just? Oh, yeah, there's uh, there's. Well, I mean, if you know, your like late 80s, early 90s politics. Mm -hmm. um, they only go by uh, they only go by last names, but they also have sort of like caricatures of uh, of of like faces. So oh, sure, you have sure. your uh, you have your Republican frontrunner push, <laughs> and um, I, I love the in the Wikipedia. I, are these the descriptions from the game, or is it just? What do you mean? Uh, well, because okay, so a Republican candidate based on George W. Um, or George H. W. Bush, yes, who went on to win the actual election. He's the current U.S. Vice President. Uh, like his real-life counterpart at the time, pushes a moderate wasp from Texas who believes in free trade. Like, do they do they have... That's all in the game. Okay, okay, that's what I was wondering. It, yeah, it's like, it's like surprisingly true to life. In, uh, in this... <laughs> other than, you know, the idea that in this universe there is a parallel to Margaret Thatcher, who's a Republican from Michigan... I was just about to say the Iron Lady who opposes the <laughs> Japanese takeover of corporate America. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. They have a, uh, they have like a short description of each character. So like you got like Mike Dukakis who's like, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he is strong with the labor unions believes in you know workers rights bush is like current vp you know free trade um it, it's very like summarized right yeah 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 um thatcher is like you know uh, uh conservative opposes japan and then you get to jesse jackson <laughs> and it's like black Black religious guy. Um, yeah. Black and like, I, I think just like 
worked with civil rights or something like that. And then there's the and then there's the Japanese self insert character, where they're like, let's make a ja- let's make a, a since it's a you know, since it is a Famicom Japan only game based on the U.S. presidential election. <laughs> let's make sure we have our Japanese self insert character so we can so we can all like think about how cool it would be if a Japanese person won the presidential election, which honestly. They're probably right. It would be cool. <laughs> did when you played, who did you pick? Um I <laughs> I picked Mike Dukakis and went really hard on all progressive policies and then all of my polling went to 0% immediately. <laughs> I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah, well. 1988's not ready for this. <laughs> Oh, hey, it came out on my birthday in Japan. That's great. Well, I guess a couple years later, but I mean, that's funny that it's, that's always a, a smile when, when you, when you, you know, that those sort of like, oh, hey, that's, that's the same day as X. And obviously it's not that, you know, low of a chance for a room full of people to even share birthdays or right, you know, I right, don't know right. what the statistic is, but it's, it's, it's surprisingly high. But, it, but it's one of those things where if someone like it's, it's an almost like innate human response if someone mentions an unrelated event happening on your birthday like it just wells up within you where you want to be like hey that's my birthday yeah you either want to say hey that's my birthday or, oh i don't know what that day is <laughs> yeah yeah you, like you, you just like <laughs> that's not a day i've ever heard of <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> what's the what's the 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 game you you to find your your florida uh like spirit animal you <laughs> you know, you search for some kind of you, you type in your birthday and then Florida news or something like that to see to see who who is representing you on that day. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's uh, I think Florida man. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 because there's a, there's one for there's one or more for every day where it's some wild some <laughs> wild thing happened on on your birthday. With some dude in Florida. Yeah. Um, I think mine was like someone riding their bike down the highway naked. Sure, sure, yeah. Hey, that seems, that seems, I mean. It's relatively tame for Florida. It's pretty tame for some of the things I've seen. <laughs> Just getting a nice breezy, you know, day off. So, yeah, <laughs> I, uh. Yeah, I found a random 1988 Famicom game about the presidential election and then stumbled into Battle Baseball because what I basically did is I went to the ROM site to find some of this, uh, some really good stuff that I won't talk too much about because I might actually put it out in matches. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, But I basically did the, uh, I went into the, the rabbit hole of, all right, it says that these five, I looked up this game from this list that was like hey this game is terrible and i was like all right let me grab it and try it out see what's up and then down at the bottom of the rom site i was using it's like these are similar games and i'm like wow these all also look obscure and or terrible so i just started following links i was like let me grab this let me see what this is about let me see what that's about and that led me to battle baseball and america daitorio senkyo i i I like I like that, like you said, the the guy that made it was a newscaster. 
and he has master's degree, one from Keio University and then one from Harvard. <laughs> yeah, I mean... And that's that's kind of cool. Like, he he's... And he has something at the American Film Institute. Uh, so it seems like a genuine passion project for him for the NES. Yeah. How, how cool is that? Yeah, and I actually think that... Um, I think that... I didn't get very far into it because I was i didn't fully understand you know it's one of those like older simulation games where you're expected to have read a hundred page manual before you get into it because that's where most of the information is yes yeah um so i poked around with it and did some did some some opinion polling and it's like all right select your policies and i selected yeah there's so I gave you like the six main things. Sure. It is, it's environmental issues, defense, education and social issues, diplomatic issues, which is like foreign foreign affairs and stuff. But and not then, all of, but not the most important foreign affairs. Yes, issues concerning Japan. <laughs> and each of those things have sub items that you can make your priorities. Of course, of course, yeah. So you actually you actually uh choose between three of the sub items not the main items so you're running on like all right so i'm running on like nuclear power um prohibition of commercial whaling in japan and and uh regulating pornography exactly yeah let's go with that yeah yeah that seems like a that seems like a solid platform yeah (laughs) for dukakis exactly so I'm like, all right, so I've given a speech on my issues. Um, uh, polling before I started the campaign, I was at like, I was running at like 17%. Where am I at now? Zero. <laughs> Literally zero people are Literally reading Literally zero. In 1988, people are reading, reading your platform like, what on earth? <laughs> so I, I, I started again with a couple of like, just poking around with a couple of other issues and kept dropping it down to zero and was like, all right. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So I've seen it. I get it. I mean, I don't get it, but oh my you God, know. It, it is actually on world of long plays that, that YouTube site It's all in Japanese though. That's too bad. Yeah. Yeah. The translation patch is not completely done, but it's done enough to play. Um, to oh some God, degree at art- least. The, the art is pretty. Uh, the I whole thing say. is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. well, that's also, awesome. this I... is the official box art that just says United State presidential race. Oh, you're in right. In English. With, you know, I'm not 100% sure that it's considered legal. To sell something with imagery of like the White House, I was going to ask that. I, or that's what I was going to say is that it, the the wiki says that it was misspelled. Yes, but I don't know if it was technically. It might have been on purpose. Well, I'm the issue that I the issue that I have with it is like I'm not sure if they can. So I know that Metal uh, Metal Wolf Chaos, yeah, yeah, the yeah. other Japanese Japan only game about the becoming the u.s president or being the u.s president um (laughs) just that one and this one um that actually had issues with being released in the u.s 
Correct. Because of the use of the president of the U.S. presidential seal. I was going to say, well, yeah, it was the it was the emblem, right? Not yeah, not, not the fact that they were referencing the the character or the name or anything like that. It was it was the emblem, the seal of quality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quality. I mean, that's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> oh, oh, I I just so when when. You gave me the link, and I, I was in just, you know, the, the Google search. And mm. it has people also search for, and then it has, it has one of them, like, Akira. It's like, really? People go from searching for a, <laughs> <laughs> for, for the uh, United States presidential race Famicom game then into Akira? That's just a normal Google search. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very normal uh, transition. Also, Astro Fang, a super machine, whatever whatever that's, this is. It looks like a racing game. I found some pretty fun... Like, I was going through um, the MAME emulator to mm, play yeah. uh, Ichi.R. Yes, yes. And um, found some really... F- I wouldn't say fun, but, like, the MAME emulation is so weird. I was talking to Jesse about this because... When you emulate a console, that is a single device with a single set of functions. And the hardest thing you might have to do is deal with like a Star Fox where it has an onboard chip that you have to that you have to sort of like break down and code into. I don't know how I don't know how programmers do things, so I don't know how complicated that is. But generally, like when you are trying to translate this proprietary hardware to run on a PC, you like the emulator has a finite number of things that it has to do because everything was standardized. Sure. When you are running a MAME emulator, you are dealing with a bunch of different machines built on different hardware with no standardization whatsoever. You might get some chains of machines that ran on similar architecture. Yeah. But everybody had their own proprietary nonsense. So, like... Oh, and, they, yeah, it can be proprietary and unique, and, and that's why it was important. If, if one machine didn't do well, sometimes it scrapped the whole thing, right? Because it couldn't be transferred to another style of arcade machine. Yeah. So when you're trying to, like... I can only imagine how difficult it must be to emulate old arcade games because they're all built on different architecture. There's no... There is no singular central hmm, that's um, true. architecture that they're all built within. Like every SNES game is a SNES game. They might have some, they might have their own stuff, right? They might have the Super FX chip or whatever onboard stuff that might be a little bit of extra work, but they're all ultimately SNES games. Yeah, yeah. Like there are so, 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 so many arcade games and so many of them are mahjong or horse racing (laughs) like so many i must have scrolled through a thousand entries of golden tea (laughs) i mean it's a it's a it's a you know that's i i believe golden tea is i want to say it's like the most profitable arcade game 
like singular arcade series or something stupid like that because it's still the it's like around everywhere yeah i mean i wouldn't even be surprised because like they would have not they would not have made as many of them as they did yeah exactly if uh if, if like if they weren't making money i, I, I feel like the I entire that. arcade concept is is basically built around the idea of that little rolly ball for swings <laughs> I don't know if they're all like that, but the golden tea machine that I saw had like a had like a, a like a ball, like a like almost like a, a mouse ball. Yeah, yeah. And you roll that's... and you roll that to do your swing. I don't I don't think I've ever seen it without that. OK, I, like I I've seen like one or two and seeing how many there were in, you know, in the main emulator, because it's like it doesn't have them all preloaded. You have to go out and find the actual main ROMs. Um. But they have all of the ones listed that are supported, and it's like it's got to be over ten thousand. Like that's it is insane. An, it is an endless list. I did. I had no idea there were that many. Actually, I don't know how many it is exactly. It just all I know is I was sitting there for like five minutes scrolling through like the peas. The peas. I I just threw out a letter. Oh, 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 oh. P, P is not like a P is not like a, a a letter that's special. It's just like each letter. No, yeah, no. Sorry. Not the vegetable. I I was just confused cuz we were talking about golden tea and then I was like, "Wait, is it spelled differently?" And <laughs> No, I mean like every letter it's just like, oh yeah, okay. I guess there's fifty of this game, right? Right. No, and no. It's, I, I got you And its sequels and, oh, and which iteration? Like which 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 country is it from? Yeah, I was gonna say probably different regions. Yeah, it's wild. That seems like a fun. I, I the the, you know, thinking of the first time you you found out that emulators and ROMs and stuff exist, and you're looking through the list of games, you're just like, oh my god, this is so cool. It's yeah, I remember um, I remember being super confused around the time that I first realized that uh, like bootleg games existed. Yes, right. Like that very concept. Yeah, like I, the first one I saw was like a, a Mario with the Sonic background or something like that. I don't yeah. remember. But it was that I was like, what is this? This is a thing that happened. What? Yeah, yeah, like, that's oh. always the thing, right? Like you don't realize that people are releasing this stuff unlicensed. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, whoa, where did this? How did I not know this existed? Yeah, that's that's how it was. It's it's it was. A, wait, wait, wait. There was a Mario on a Sega system, and then then immediately. Well, not immediately, but a little thereafter. I think I was talking to Kyle. She's like, no, no, no. That's like a fake thing. I was like, oh, okay. Because he knew, but I did not. So I was, I was, I was shocked. This is actually like, this is actually bringing me back to like a core memory of a thing that I might consider digging up for, uh, for Cusa Grande. Because one of the first, I'll go ahead and talk about this because it won't, it would be a gauntlet state if anything. Okay. Um, one of the first bootlegs that I played for, you know, a while not realizing what it actually was. Uh, no, like not understanding or realizing that it would be a bootleg. It was just sure. like, oh, this is some weird 
I guess, Mario fighting game that wasn't released in the U.S., I guess. Oh, man. So Ooh, what I... it was called probably isn't important since it wasn't, like, real, quote-unquote. But it was called Kart Fighter, and it was basically like an <laughs> eight-player... Well, not eight-player, like eight-character... Um, a fighting game for that ran on like NES or Famicom architecture, and it was all on like Mario Kart backgrounds. <laughs> what the heck? Specific. Okay, when I say Mario Kart backgrounds, I mean like the Super Mario Kart for for SNES opening background. Mm -hmm. Like that, like that, the whole background where they're all just driving left to right. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, gonna, I'm gonna see if I can look that up right now. But 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 did 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 your fighters move, or was it just like a background that was constantly moving? Perfect. It's uh, your fighters move. Like it was, it was just a background. It's just. Oh wow! It's Carp Fighter. Oh yeah. Back in the uses day the Street were... Fighter Two, the slightly altered Street Fighter Two engine. Yeah. Oh wow. Back 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 before anyone ever thought Nintendo would have a fighting game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Starring your main characters, uh, Mari, <laughs> Luigi, Peach, Yasi, Donkey, Noko Noko. <laughs> And Koopa. Which, honestly, not even that far off. There's a toad there. Yeah, that's Kinopia. Oh. Oh, I thought... I thought... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Of course it is. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Boy, I don't know how we got here at all. But, uh... uh I don't, the beauty of Snolf. <laughs> Okay, so is it is it worth talking about the difference between a bootleg and a hack? Oh, true. Because I mean, there's a bootleg where it's like a completely, quote unquote, new game built from the ground up. Well, using a different engine, but then just doing whatever crossover nonsense you want, like putting Mario characters in a Street Fighter engine and then making everything much slower um it's it's not good it's very bad i mean i imagine it's got to be really bad um it's just you know how you have super street fighter 2 and then there's super street fighter 2 turbo yeah okay well whatever the opposite of turbo is is what this game is <laughs> Oh, man, there's actually carts of this produced in, like, South America and stuff. Is that... I was wondering about that. Like, well, where I, well, this actually... Well, at least that's what it says here. Oh, no, it looks like it's it was in China as well. Yeah, because oh, I'm wondering God. where it was actually... Okay, definitely China. Yeah, it was definitely started there. Definitely it, China. It was just uh, re-released in Argentina in the early 2000s, apparently. There's just, like... There are certain areas that are just kind of hot spots for bootlegs. Sure. And a lot of it has to do with, like, actual availability of... I mean, it's the same thing with piracy or bootlegging anywhere. 
if you if it's not reasonable to get the real thing, then people will just get their own thing. Yeah, yeah, basically. And not pay you. Like, I mean, that's basically that's basically the story of the master system in Brazil, right? Uh huh. Yep. Like they had these huge uh, tariffs on official video game uh, hardware, making it like the I think it was the equivalent of like the the PlayStation Two came out and was like fifteen hundred dollars or something like that. Oh, it's it's insane the prices of games there. So they were like, yeah, okay, no, we'll just we'll just like do our own we'll just make our bootlegs and do our own thing mm-hmm. and then sega was like all right what if we release the master system but we go through tech toy as an official licensor to get around the tariffs and then we can actually provide that at a reasonable price and you can have real video games yeah and brazil was like yes give us yeah well <laughs> we're gonna use this master system for 10 years yeah at least yeah, true, true. It's more than that, really, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I think when you look at the Wikipedia page for I'm going to go I'm going to go do it. But like, I feel like when it lists the ma- the Master System's lifespan, it's like Brazil 1991 to like blank. <laughs> right, yes, it's, yes, it yes. hasn't lifespan it hasn't died yet. Lifespan. Japan, 1985 to 1991. North America, 1986 to 1992. European Union, 1987 to 1996. Korea, 1988 to 1994. Brazil, 1989 to present. <laughs> yeah, you want you want to play Diablo Four on the Master System? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's doing it right now. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, video games are fun. I did find a, a good, like, uh, Mega Man-esque bootleg from Korea. Oh. Um, that I might actually pitch for a, for a match. Because Xandra Hanna has the monopoly on, uh, on Mega Man and Mega Man-like games. Uh, okay. And I, uh, I might throw it in there just for, uh, just for some variety. Also, it is punishingly difficult. Like all of the projectiles are way too fast and you can take like three hits before you're dead. Oh, my God. You have like the full Mega Man style life meter. It's just that all of the hits you take drain like between like 25 and 40 percent of it. It sounds it sounds easy, too easy for you. (laughs) I did not get through the first uh, stage, though. I did get to the boss of the first stage where I fought what I can only describe as, like, one of the, uh, one of the, like, chomper bot things from Ninja Turtles. The little Mousers? Yes, thank you. What? That's straight up what it looked like. I don't have a screenshot, so I can't show you, but trust me, that's what it looked like. (laughs) Just, like, more, like, it looked, it had the exact same shape of it, with, like, the long neck and the round, like, the round, like, sort of clampy head. And it was bipedal, but it just was like silver and had like plates instead of being like the the smooth white. <laughs> it had like more of a steel sure. kind of look to it. Yeah. But I was like, oh, yeah, this is just I couldn't remember it then either. But it was like that's one of those Ninja Turtle things that like grabs onto your hand 
and and doesn't let you attack because my only point of reference from Ninja Turtles is like the beat em up arcade games. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I know those ones. Those are the annoying ones that grab you and you have to like shake yeah, them off. Shake them off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. The, so the, the Diablo four game beta is fun. The mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the real release this summer. Actually, first I'm looking forward to next weekend because then I get to play the class I think I want to play because they have it. Um, the this weekend is only for three of them, and then next weekend the other ones will open up. But you know, I see. I can are they out. are they? Is it like a a gradual opening, or is it in like stages? So like the ones that are open now, are they going to stay open, or are they going to close those off and then open up the new ones? I have no idea. I I. I didn't read into it that much. I just know that it's this weekend and then next weekend and next weekend has the, the necromancer, which is the class mm. I want to play. Fair enough. I want to summon some skellies. I Get think I played, skellies. um, for the like 45 minutes that I played. it was more than that, but like compared to the amount of time that people normally play Diablo three, I went through like two chapters. <laughs> sure. Um, but I think I was playing, is there a class called Witch Doctor? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that okay, was, that I think was, I played that a bit. The original, the base game of D3 didn't have a Necromancer. Actually, the Necromancer in Diablo 3 is not that fun. I, I, I really like action RPGs where I can have a whole horde of minions, and then the minions do stuff, and I either buff them or other things. Yeah, that's like fun. Explode corpses or something, I don't know. Um, whereas m- most of the time it's, Games don't do a great job with minions, I find, because they're yeah. too hard to balance. It's either in, it's either way too powerful or just crap. Like, because they have to decide how they want to, you know, work work all of that out. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure how it will be in Diablo 4, especially because there's going to be a PvP focus to it, or like at least an aspect mm-hmm. to Diablo 4, which I don't really care about. So they could... That could make the minions way worse, or you might have to have more control of them than I want to have, because it's kind of fun just to let them do stuff and mm-hmm. like watch it happen. So I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm I'm optimistic because uh, I want to be. <laughs> yeah, you are like as a rule, you are generally optimistic. True, true. Especially if I'm if I'm excited about it. Yeah. Then it's like, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Then it's like, oh well, you know, it's okay. <laughs> it's I envy you. In, in a lot of ways, because you are the type of person where, like, if you want to be excited about something, you're going to be. Yeah, for, for sure. Like, Absolutely. nothing nothing gets in the way of that. Whereas I'm always like, I don't know. Maybe it's I shouldn't get too hyped up. Maybe it's going to be disappointing. I should probably just, you know, I should probably stay cool with it. Not get too hype. No way, man. It's, it's all. And then it's, don't. And then I'll up. play it like a week after it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Because right, it's yeah. like, no, I had to, you know, I had other stuff to do. I didn't want to be too crazy excited about it. <laughs> yeah. Where, whereas I'm like, well, I'm going to take a month out of my life and play Diablo 4. <laughs> man, I there are times where I legitimately like actually wish I could do that. <laughs> man, I. I, I love that feeling of playing a game and being so excited to play it you don't want to sleep. Like, that that is the best feeling. I, I wonder if Zelda... I, I don't know. I hope I hope Tears of the Kingdom uh, has that experience for me because the first one did, mm. the Breath of the Wild. It was 100% like, oh, I, I'm not going to bed. And I, I, like, accidentally just stayed up, you know, 
two days in a row and then slept for five hours the next night because I wanted to wake up and play more. It was, it was, I don't, I don't know if Tears of the Kingdom or Tears of the Kingdom, I don't know. How, do we know how we're supposed to say it? I think we have landed on Tears. Okay. Um, They've, okay, they've said it. Oh, have they? Out loud on some of the directs. Ah, okay. I don't remember remember. how they, I don't remember for sure how they said it, but I feel like it was Tears. It feels like it's supposed to be sad because Link, Link's, his arm looks like it's going to, you know, it's possessed or something is going to come off. You know, we have, we have, the kingdom does look pretty ravaged yeah. somehow. I don't know the lore of Zelda. Well, I suppose we can talk about that in a future podcast. That is true. The, a very near future podcast. <laughs> I'm going to like legit, I don't want to make any promises or anything, mm-hmm. but I'm now that Jesse's been playing uh, Link to the Past randomizer, like a lot, a lot. Yeah. Um, to the point where she is, she is not only like getting better with just like the basic mechanics of the game and fighting bosses and everything. Uh, she doesn't really have to ask me how to get through things anymore or what to route. Um, she's starting to use abbreviated names for things (laughs) like, you know, Oh, I've got the, yeah, I got the bow in, uh, I got the bow in, uh, in what, in, in Mimic Cave. No, that's yeah. not even a thing. Or I got, I, I got a bow, I got the bow in Hype Cave, so now I can do EP in Pod. <laughs> you know, should I go do Desert? I got, right. uh, I got Flute. Should I do, should I do Desert? <laughs> like, these really, uh, like, truncated sentences to get yeah. meaning across that people in the randomizer community use. That's She's so just great. kind of, like, fallen into now. GT instead of Ganon's Tower. It must it must be fun for you. It's really cool. It's really cool. But it's also like now that she's really in on this Zelda, I'm like, okay. We probably should have you play Ocarina of Time. Yeah. You got to Because she never it. has. This is like um, Link to the Past is her first and I think only Zelda game. I mean, I think Link to the Past to Ocarina of Time is the natural progression for a lot of people. That's what I think too. That's, I mean, maybe a Link's Awakening sprinkled in or something like that, but I'm going to guess the vast majority of people that are around our age that, you know, diehard Zelda fans, they probably mm -hmm. played it in that order. Yeah, I would say so. So yeah, I'm I'm thinking that like when we get some time, I'm going to, I'm going to set that up and, and get her going on it. I might even finagle a way to get it going on original hardware so that she can actually use the the controller it would feel better than using the the the, i mean this the 64 surface on the switch is pretty rough using like a a pro controller yeah i I, i've noticed it's better for some games than others but it depends it basically depends on how how much you need to use the um the triggers and Z button. Yeah, yeah. Zelda might... And the C buttons. The C buttons mapped to stick are not super intuitive. No, it, I think it might work out in Zelda just because of how they're laid out on the screen, like how they're just... That one, it might be okay with that because you're kind of using, like, most of the time it's single-use presses or, like... But maybe it'd be weird shooting the bow. You know what? This huh. weirdly segues pretty well into Ichidan R. Oh, well, d- we'll take it away. Let's do that. 
But I bet you're I bet you're curious about how any of that uh, segues to Ishidan R at all. I I'm curious. Yes. Um, I was playing on. So I mentioned the MAME emulator earlier. So I was playing mm-hmm. on the MAME emulator. Um, controls were mapped to controller to my to my controller, but the directionals were mapped to joystick, and I couldn't really uh, adjust the dead zone. So there was an awful lot of, like, accidental double tapping or non-tapping when I needed to, like, move in a direction really fast, which was murderous on the conducting minigame. Oh, man, that one was fun. It was... No, not not if you had weird double tap issues. Unless you had weird double tap issues. If I had been thinking about it, I would have just mapped them to the keyboard keys, and that would have been super fun. Um, Oh, yeah, true, true. Yeah, you know, you know. So this this game is basically WarioWare. It's basically I, I can't believe we've done two WarioWare episodes in the last three episodes. Yeah, I mean, I, I when when <laughs> when I actually started playing, it's like, oh, this is, oh, wait, this is WarioWare. It's surprisingly WarioWare. It's really fun. It's actually, yeah, it's actually kind of great. I, I like this game a lot, uh, I, and I, I guess that makes sense because I. I mean, I kept saying I liked WarioWare a lot. So this this is, and, and I played this with Leticia. We didn't play, I played more more by myself, but mm-hmm. um, the two of us played and it was, it was super hype. <laughs> like, I absolutely can see the, uh, I absolutely can see the benefit of this as a multiplayer game. This is, this would be a great, great party game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially because the, the Mega Drive version, which I learned yesterday, there's a, a multi-tap for the Mega Drive in that that allowed you to play this game f- with four people at once. That's yeah. so cool. I love finding out the the multi like the, those couch co-op like splitters for old consoles and stuff. It like, has it has something like the Mega Drive version was Japan only, whereas the uh, the arcade version actually I think released in Europe. Yeah, it was in Europe. I don't think it was in North America, but I think it released, I, I, I think I, an I, English language version released in Europe. And I want to say Korea. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it was in Korea. Yeah. Um, so technically, the Sega Ages version is the first instance of it being released in North America, officially. Um, I think was Oh, I thought maybe it was on the, the Wii Virtual Console or something. Oh, maybe. I don't know about that. Um, so but I no, guess I, th- I can't I say for might... sure that it's the first, but... Oh, no, you're right. The, the arcade version of the game received its first port on the Sega Ages lineup. I just, I just looked it up. I was curious. Okay. So the Mega Drive version of it, incidentally, adds something that we both are uniquely interested in. For <laughs> you, it's additional expansion of multiplayer. Yeah. And a- along with, like a random like niche peripheral yeah i love it and for me expanded single player dude it's 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 like an rpg quest yeah i read up on i didn't that's not the version i played because i played the arcade version but i read up on on and looked into the uh the rpg bit and i was like oh that's really cool and then i thought about it for a second i was like i wonder if the sega asia's version has that and then it I realized does. it does, and it's in Japanese. But it's, yeah, I opened it up. I was like, oh, cool. 
So like, okay, never mind. It'd be better to play the emulator version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, I think that was pretty dumb. I don't like, is in the manual. They're like, oh, here's a little primer in Japanese to help you get through the quest. And you can impress <laughs> all of your friends. I you. saw that too. It's, it's like, not, it it's, came with a helpful guide so you can learn kanji. Yeah, it's like, it's really easy if you remember what they are. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> It's like, in a weird way, it's like, it becomes La Mulana. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what it would be. Well, because, because you're decoding these glyphs. I, I, I mean, well, they, they even had, so, so if you play online, depending on who's hosting the session, the text will be in their language. So, or it will oh, be in Japanese bizarre. or something like that. I don't know. Um, if, and so, <laughs> did you play the coffin minigame? I did that one. Oh, yeah, that, that one would be difficult without language. Well, and then they have a they have a little uh, a key, like a little legend for it. That's like here's what it means for colors, and here's what it would mean if it's before or after. I'm like, you can't be serious. You you give in the game, you have like ten seconds. It's hard enough to figure it out when I know yeah. the language. Yeah. <laughs> like, you want me to look at a legend, like a little key, <laughs> to figure out? Oh man. So that was a slight, uh, just the tiniest bit of an oversight. I feel. I really like that game, though. Man, that game, that game, that game was really hard for me. I, my brain had a hard time with that one for some okay. of the clues. Like some of the clues, I got really fast and easy. But then there's a few of the, the the coffin ones. I was like, wait, what? Huh? Uh, I only oh. had a couple of. Um, I really like little like logic puzzle things like yeah, that yeah, yeah so I mean, like I that's right up my alley that. but also i only got it like once or twice and one of them it was just the same coffin with the same clues like four times in a row what it was really bizarre well that's so i got random. like literally i i didn't even move and i got like the same three clues like next to it it's a triangular coffin next to a triangular or a, a tr coffin with a triangular mark and a short coffin and I was like, oh, it's this one. And then I got the same three again. I was like, Get couldn't be this one again, could it? And it was. And then it gave it to me like like another time or two. Oh, that's so weird. It was super weird. And I only got it like one other time and it didn't do it that time. But <laughs> I was like, this is this is some bizarre RNG. Yeah, uh, yeah, no doubt. That's that's strange. But but. I don't it's it's interesting because a lot of times the logic puzzles they 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 sometimes follow the same pattern where it's telling you what to look for and what it's next to but this does something where it switches it up sometimes where it's mm -hmm. giving you what it's not first and then you have to remember what it's not and and that was that was making it I don't know it was hard for me to for to do in the 10 or 12 seconds that you have to to think yeah. about it. Do you know what puzzle I, I loved? What's that? The train one. The train one's great. That one was so cool. That one's so fun. Yes. The the touchy joystick made it a little bit difficult to navigate that uh, because I couldn't yeah. move. Like, first of all, I can't move as quickly, like flicking the joystick up, down, left, right, as I can just like hitting a digital button on sure. the, the D-pad. And I couldn't, I didn't want to spend like a ton of time with it. So I couldn't really figure out how to configure the MAME emulator to read the actual D-pad the way I wanted it to. Yeah, whatever. So I was just like, whatever, it works like this. I'll just play. Um, if I'd spent like another 15, 20 minutes with it, I probably could have get it, gotten it figured out, but I didn't want to. Um, especially since I was playing on my laptop for reasons I won't get into. 
<laughs> and like the reason that's relevant is because uh, my laptop, I don't think, has joy to key on it. And if it were that, then I could configure it to keyboard settings and then have joy to key read the controller. Uh, and then that would be really easy. But makes, I was yeah. like, I'm not going to download all of that. I don't care that much. No, it's, it it's, works well enough. It's like directions and one button. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I had struggled a little bit more with that one than I would have. But still, that one was really fun. Um, yeah. So how, how, do you, how do you how do you describe that? Uh, the train one. What's a. Oh, yeah. We really just said the train one. Yeah. So basically, you have what I would describe as a um, a a tic tac toe grid with okay, a border. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of uh, of train tracks, and on all of the outer, uh, like sort of T junction uh, spots for the for the tracks, you can actually like switch those to be like turning left, turning right or uh straight like connecting yeah. like t whatever yeah it's like it's like the trains are driving on the the line drawing of the tic-tac-toe board yeah basically um and essentially it puts it will put a coin right just like a coin somewhere yeah. on the tracks yes. and then you have to like the the train just kind of moves on its own at a consistent speed and you essentially have to go around and alter the tracks on the junctions that you can control on the outside to get it to sort of like zigzag around and get to that spot where the coin is and then go after the next one. It's yep. I it's it's really simple once you see it. I don't know that I explained it well. But essentially it is just like alter the tracks to move the train where you want it to go. But you can't move any of the middle ones, so the only options you really have are, like, two on the top, two on the left and right, two on the bottom, where the uh, the sort of, like, points of the tic-tac-toe board would be. And, uh, and you just kind of use that to alter the way it goes. And it's surprisingly... You, you really have to optimize its movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because you don't have that much time, and you have to pick up, like, four or five coins. Yeah, because you pick up three, then four, then five, or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's really simple to do, but then the difficulty comes in with, like, well, I can't have it going halfway around the board before it hits that, so I have to, like, move it there faster, and, like, whoops, I, like, it turned left there, and now I have to wait for it to go all the way around, and I lost time. So I, a lot of the mini games in Ichidan are about like this task is easy, but it's not easy to do in 10 seconds. Correct. Which, yeah, I mean, again, that's, that's, that's WarioWare. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right down to your only controls being uh, move, move and hit one button. Yep. It's yeah, really I, it's really kind of great. I, I don't know why. The game felt so fun to play, because I was playing, and I was like, I want to play with Leticia. Leticia, come here, come play. And, and so, so we, we you know, did a couple rounds, and it's absolutely a game that I could see four people messing around with. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yo, Definitely you, for sure. The, the other one that I like, I don't know why I liked this one a lot, but the, did, did you get the, crack, the cracker flipping one? 
Yes. I, I think I, I played all of them. Well, no, I think I missed a couple because I, I watched a... Uh, I got stuck on the pencil sharpening one. Oh, I didn't do that one. That is literally just Mario Party 1 rotate the, rotate the buttons. Oh. And I was like, I'm not going to ruin my controller on this. <laughs> so I tried to kind of like half-ass do it. And, and like not, not use my palm, and then I tried to use my palm, but do it really lightly, and it was like it was it was not fast enough. Oh, so I was wow. like, all right, this is I played by that point for like an hour and a half, two hours, and I'm like, that's I've seen enough. Yeah, I mean that's that's all you need to see. I've, because... I've done most of these games three or four times, <laughs> and then I watched a uh, I watched I checked out a long play to see what the ending looks like. Okay, and it's I mean it's an arcade game ending. It's a really long arcade game. Surprisingly for how like for how simple it actually is. Also, did you know that this is loosely a spin-off of Bonanza Bros? No. What? Oh. Is Wait, aren't the Bonanza Bros characters don't they kind of look like this? Yep. Oh my god. I got Yeah, it. this is like weirdly there's like a whole lineage of this game coming to be. Oh, Apparently it's like when a you, sequel. Yep. Wow, when 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 you said that my mind instantly was saw, saw them as the the holy crap. Wh yeah, Why? whatever. I don't know. Sega. Sega. I got Daytona. Man. Daytona. <laughs> I can't use that as the ending theme because it's only like a five second loop. <laughs> they, you know, they didn't care. <laughs> the well, I mean, it's perfect for a game that's only meant to go on for like 30 seconds. I suppose that's fair. <laughs> that was that was that was the whole reason I wanted to play this. Was I know, it was, it was the only reason I think you even knew about it in the first place. Yeah, was that, that there was a, like a, a a sale of Sega Ages games. Like, oh, what's this? I don't know, I'll look it up. And there was a video of just, like, the trailer for it. And the, 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 um, UFO shooting one. I remember you sent it one. to me, and you were like, just watch for, like, I, if it was, like, the Three first seconds. thing that came up. Yeah, yeah, well, I might have had the video starting at that point. No, and I think it was at the beginning of the video, and you were like, just watch for, like, <laughs> 45 seconds. And I was like, okay. I don't and know then, what this is going to be. And then it's just, the, the music for the stage is just the Daytona soundtrack. Yeah. Or, well, The Daytona soundtrack. main theme, I would say. Just the main, yeah, exactly. What the hell? And, and really, like... When I say the main theme, I mean, if you know the song, it's just like it is just a chip tune beat boop version of Daytona. Let's go away. Daytona. And then <laughs> yeah. repeat. And then repeat. It yeah. does not develop at all. That's the whole song. When did the Daytona game come out? OK, I think we discussed this before and we thought that this was actually predating Daytona. Yes. However, there's no way that can be the case because I, sh I showed you a clip in which the Daytona, the, like Daytona is sung in the game. Well, but that's the, but that's the Mega Drive version, not the arcade version. Oh, that's true, actually. So like someone so that could have just been a, a after the fact reference. I, it's possible. 
it's possible that someone was like, oh, hey, Daytona would fit in that. <laughs> that, right. that That beep boop we made for Ichidan-R three months ago. I mean, we went over this when we played the Gargoyles game. Yeah, yeah, and I was talking... And yeah, the guy, the, like, completely recycled his entire theme for Medal of Honor. Or Medal of Honor. Call, call of Honor. <laughs> call of Honor. <laughs> Whatever. Medal of Duty. <laughs> God, that, why do they both work? <laughs> Battle Duty 1. <laughs> that just... That sounds... That doesn't flow as well. <laughs> not, as, uh, not as well as Battle Duty 2. <laughs> All right. Sometimes it's like going to war. All right. Ichidan R released on arcade in 1994. It doesn't, doesn't have, have an exact date. Ah, oh, it doesn't have a month. We need the month because Daytona was apparently Daytona USA arcade, which I think this is. This is the first one in '94, in March of '94. Hmm. Oh man. It's it's impossible to know. It's impossible to know. I mean, all we can say for sure is that like I they were released or developed really close to each other. Yeah, and, and I think it's fair to assume that Takenobu Mitsuyoshi was probably working on both of them. It was like, yes. this is a song that I've got going right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. like, will you use this in this one, too? And they're like, cool. Yeah, if they recognize it from the other thing, they'll be like, hey, that's in that other thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, let's see. Oh, oh, is he is he listed actually as anything in Ichidant R? Maybe that'd be a way to do it. So do we need to play Puzzle in Action Tant R? Yeah, wait, so th this is a trilogy, is that correct? I uh because uh, uh, I think I think there's multiples of them. I don't know. Oh, Puzzle I mean, in Action Tant, Tant R is the is like this is the pre the, this is the sequel to uh, Puzzle okay. in Action Tant R. Sure. And it says is the the second of the puzzle in action series. I don't know about wait. Oh yeah, puzzle in action Tant R. So what was this one for? I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's but all so confusing. If I mean besides, if if you want to play it and you don't feel like having to think about it too much, just pick up the uh the 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 Switch version on sale for like two dollars. And and it does have a four player mode that you can get to work, but sometimes it might be in Japanese shrug. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> Puzzle in Action Tant R was followed by two sequels. Puzzle in Action Ichidat R featuring a medieval theme. And then also uh, in 1994, and then mm -hmm. the next year, Puzzle in Action Treasure Hunt featuring a treasure hunting theme in 1995. And then those were re-release and stuff or like you know um, i guess over time because i because I, it ended up on other consoles and stuff and stuff um, I, I think it was on game gear or something like that right apparently the first one references outrun music oh okay so this is just a thing that they do so so okay so i think that i feel like you know what we can we can say that settles it and daytona was out, out or already um 
at the very least, the song was done and they knew it was going to be in it. Yes. yes. So they were like, cool, use it here, too. We'll, we'll use we'll use that that factual logic. You've heard it here first. <laughs> it is it is a, it is an educated guess. <laughs> I, I have to believe it goes that way just because the other way is way too insane. <laughs> it's true. Like you got to jump through a lot more hoops for the other for the other thing to be true. <laughs> like here's this five second sound clip. Yeah, let's turn that into the Daytona sound. Yeah, that's that is now the main theme of our new video game. <laughs> this song that you barely get to hear because like the entire game is just explosions as you try to shoot down this UFO, which is oh impossible God. to track, that, by the I, way. I was just about to oh I was just about to have that exact same reaction to that minigame. Because that I was like, game oh, this sucks. Is, it was fun for when you only had hit it like three times and then four times, and then it's like I think oh. it gets up to six. Yeah, it's 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 nasty. It's, it's and the just, description is like, oh, yeah, like, anticipate its movement. It's like, it's moving randomly. <laughs> what do you mean, what do you anticipate? Mean anticipate? <laughs> it's not like the, 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 uh, the Dongo one, the, you know, the, the mochi balls. Oh, yeah, um, that one's fun. The, uh, where you can't anticipate the movements because they move at set speeds. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's completely consistent. <laughs> so, so that one you can do. <laughs> the, the, the aliens is like, nah. Good you know luck. what I had a weirdly hard time with? Which one? The monkey card matching game. <laughs> oh man! So that one, I that one was really good for me. That one I could, I, that one I picked up right away because I, I looked for a specific, like something unique about whatever the monkey was doing. And that's then, what I was trying to do too. But they mix you up because there are some that do. are doing really, really similar things. Yeah, yeah, like hands over your head, but then it's hands over your head with you know thumbs out or something like that. Where yeah, yeah, get, yeah. Or slightly different, a slightly different jump, or like it's a, or it's like a, a body movement as opposed to a jump or something. And, and this one's clapping to, with his elbows out. And this one's clapping with his elbows in. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Oh, you, you know, the, the one that was hard for me was building the rocket. Oh, I like that one. I loved it. I, I had a lot of fun with it, but it was difficult for me when I had to do three. I, I was really running out of time when I got when it was like three pieces. Um, I had I go. had several on like so we didn't really talk about the adaptive difficulty. Yeah, it actually true. has a really cool difficulty where essentially when you clear one. You have to do each of the uh, each of the things like somewhere between three, like three, three and to five times. times. Yep. Um, and when you when you clear one, it basically like ramps up your difficulty. But yeah, then if yeah. you fail it, it actually kicks your difficulty back down, so you don't well, really get stuck. Yeah, it's, it's. I think it's partially because that's when you would have put in a new quarter. True. Also. So yeah. it's it's a it's a nice way to not get you stuck. So you could finish the game with money. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> which is which is good for all parties involved, honestly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, and remember how I was saying how in the G-Lock game, it like locked you out of being able to continue for whatever reason? Yeah. This one didn't. So it was really nice. I okay, could, I didn't good. have to worry about it because at first I started up and I was making like save states because I was like, I don't want to have to yeah. start over. Right, it's going right. to lock me out for some random reason. I was like, well, let's just see. I was like, oh, no, no. Okay, okay, we're, we're good. And the then, really, yeah. really nice thing about emulating arcade games is not having to mess with save states because your save state is just another coin. Oh, I love, dude. The, the, so one of the first arcade games I emulated, I'm sure you'd guess, is either, you know, Simpsons or the X-Men game. 
um, or maybe Turtles, but it mm. was it was Simpsons or the X Men. I don't remember which one. And I remember being so hyped up that I like you know could get ninety nine credits by pressing a button. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like this is awesome. <laughs> so yeah, that is cool. The the yeah the, the the rocket game though that one yes man I had such a hard time uh, going fast enough I I I mm-hmm. didn't actually f- I think I failed one so like I did one two then failed on three and then went back or I mean you do two then three then four I want to say right I it? think so um so I failed on four yeah. and then I went through it again so I only failed one time but the, the four was I was way too slow for four not even close I found myself on three like taking half the time to find like the first one (laughs) and then finding the second one with like one second left and then like panic grabbing the last one at the at the very last moment oh wow that's good yeah i i had a few that ended on you know zero it's always very satisfying did you get the frog game is the is that the one we have to like stack them based on size Yeah, Yeah, yeah yep didn't like that (laughs) <laughs> I didn't like that. Mm, eh, well, not for me. Was not a was not. A, I mean, I probably <laughs> failed it like three or four times before I actually understood what they were asking me to do. Yeah. The, I think the instruction is like stack the yellow frogs on the yellow pad. Something and like that. And the pad flashes like orange. <laughs> and I'm looking for like a. I'm looking for like a gold color, the same color as the frogs themselves. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So I just like for a couple of credits, just like stared right past the pad and then didn't understand that they could like leapfrog each other. So I'm trying to move them like one space at a time. You're like, what is happening? That that, that one took me a minute to pick up. That was weird. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, which one oh, this is. This is a, the, the one where you had to stop the car. Oh, yeah. I, I like that one. But for whatever reason, it, I like that one for the wrong reasons. It wouldn't. I couldn't get it to stop right. It was really strange. Like I was like, "Am I supposed to hold it? Am I mashing the button?" And sometimes, then once I realized, okay, I'm just holding the button, and you do it a little early, and then it was fine. Like I had yeah. no problems with the rest of it. But man, that one that one took me more tries than I would like to admit at first. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand that they give you like the stop stripe, where you're oh, supposed sure. to actually hit it. Yeah. So for the first couple, I was like, okay. I thought what that stripe was telling me is like, this is the beginning of the time. Yeah. Like based on your car, or how fast you're going now, you should think about pressing the stop. Yeah. Like this is, I thought it was basically like at this point after now you can start breaking. Like mm-hmm. breaking yes. is now active. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, kind of like when you're playing like a, you're playing like pilot wings and you get to the point where it's like, okay, you can now open the, pr- the parachute mm-hmm. on your skydiving. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I thought that's what it was and just careened off the cliff several times, which actually <laughs> was, if nothing else, entertaining to watch. It was very entertaining. Um, <laughs> once I figured out that it was basically like just hit the button on that stripe, it wasn't too difficult for me. Um, one thing to one thing to bring up. Uh, how do you feel about the, the voice lines? Is there, is there one in particular? The one that really stands out to me is on the uh, the Western like memory shooting game. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. it says look, but it sounds like the cries of the damned. <laughs> it's like three voices in three different tones all being like, look, 
<laughs> so it just it just really fit with the theme of the game. <laughs> it was all weird. I like I'm playing over I'm playing on the couch on my laptop and I've got the, the volume up but not up too far. Sure. And Jesse is on her side of the couch just like doing something on doing actual like real adult work. Mm-hmm. On her hey, computer. This, this is real work, okay? And she is, she's hearing the, uh, in, in stage three, the voice clip where, like, someone's pushing the new puzzle in, and they're just like, like, I don't even remember what the sound was. It's just this weird gremlin-y voice, and I'm like, why are they, why? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't remember that one at all. I don't remember the sound I mean. I don't know why. I'll find it in the long play, but not while we're live, because it won't mean anything. Sure, yeah, please do. <laughs> but it was bizarre, and I got it, like, every time. <laughs> Honestly, how- like, the the title screen voice was yeah, actually was, kind of weird. I thought that was weird. That was definitely strange sounding. That's why I meant, like, all of it sort of fit from there in my head. Yeah. It was all like, okay, that's just what we're in for. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense for a game that was released in English in Korea and Europe only. True, true. But it it, honestly, like, this reminds me of, like, arcade games still do this. Like, successful arcade games, like, now still have this kind of, like, you know, micro game WarioWare kind of feel like the Bishibashi. Bishibashi. Have you, if you ever Why played the, the Bishibashi, it's the one with like the three. It's basically just got three colored, like big colored buttons that you just either have to hit with timing. Yeah. Or mash them. Yes. And they're all just really silly WarioWare-esque um, games that you play. And it's it's basically just like this. Yeah. I yeah. would say that the biggest difference is that, like, the biggest difference that I've noticed is that those games are faster. True. But, like, aside from that, it's same same energy. It really is. I, 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 I just, like you said, I think it's funny that... I have never, I didn't really ever play WarioWare. I'd never played this, and it's now we're doing it two in a month. (laughs) I know, right? Several weeks, and it's it was, they're they're really fun. They're really fun. I I would I would be happy to play this as like a a four player party experience or you know whatever. It's what's what's nice about it is that it's like WarioWare in that you can play it for ten twenty minutes and you're you're happy. Like you don't you don't you don't have to spend the night playing this. It can be in between other stuff or whatever, right? Like that's it's it's sort of that perfect sort of. And it would it would really be a good arcade game, yeah. Where you try it out, you do mess around with it for a bit, then you move on. And, yeah. And you can do some. Um, like this know. absolutely is something where you could like, if you were playing it as an arcade game, you could sink two quarters into this and be like, that was a really fun time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, basically, regardless of how of how far you got. I mean, I suppose if you really just like burn out of it and don't really get anything done because you just didn't pick it up, then like that could be that could be kind of rough. Oh, true. You, you you could have some luck of the draw and get like some tr- really trashy mini games. Then you yeah, that okay, you just great. don't attach to at all. 
Yeah. But aside from that, like they're all, it does a really good job. It does a really good job of like doing that WarioWare thing where it's giving you the right idea. Um, it's giving you the idea of what you need to do basically immediately. So you can just pick it up mm. and go. Also, this sound effect. And uh, and while you listen to that. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I did it wrong. It's more of a. <laughs> and it's just like the dude is just pushing a new puzzle square into the screen. <laughs> but it's like, why is he making that sound? I don't understand. <laughs> um, all right. So before we go. Uh, favorite minigame, least favorite minigame? Mm, I think my favorite minigame was probably the, the train one. I, I don't know why, but I really liked the cracker flipping one, even though I wasn't, like, great at it or anything. I, the animation of it made me laugh. Uh, I think the, I think the rocket minigame was actually my favorite. Yeah. And my least favorite was the, uh, maze. Oh, God, the maze was terrible. Not, not, it was just dumb. That one I and I got like duplicate squares one time yep. that were like the same color. I'm like, huh? Yep. And it's like, does it send? No, it sends me to this other one. What happens yeah, that, if I step up? It doesn't. It didn't seem consistent. There, there were a few that I didn't like because it just I don't know. They were more challenging than I would have that I wanted to expend <laughs> for the mini game. But that one I didn't like because it was not challenging, but it was awful. Like. Yeah, it, it basically was just like it's a door maze and you basically just have to RNG your way through it. It would yeah. be different if the symbols all went to where to like a single place consistently. Sure. And so then the challenge would be like, OK, follow the path like here to here to here to here and out. Yeah, because that's what work I did. your way through it. But like then it throws you like sometimes the one you go to isn't the same as the one that you go into. And sometimes there's four squares that are the same instead of two yeah. so you don't know which one you're going to come out at it's it, it wasn't good no no i agree i have no idea what i'm going to use for music but we'll figure it out i just do the music <laughs> <laughs> and daytona just do just do like five second sound effects <laughs> just multiples of them back to back <laughs> That's way too much work for me. Oh, fair, fair. <laughs>